Well, welcome back to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Matty C. I am the host of this show. I'm also the commissioner of the Astros Fantasy Football League, which lends this show its name. Turns out I did the maths on it too. I am still an above average fantasy football player. Just, just. It's not looking good though. I mean, it's like 68 and 62 or something like that. It's, it's not going as well as I would hope, but there you go. Still above average. We've got Taylor back for this part two of the show. We're going to dive straight into Hawk Watch before we do our starts of the week, where we recap last week and preview what we're going to do in week 11 with starts of the week. There was a rather emphatic victory for one of us in starts of the week in week 10. Um, and it gives us, it, we'd had four of these in the lead up to this week. So it had been split two to two. Uh, and it just meant someone was going to be taking the historic all-time lead in this uh, little series we've got going on. And it uh, couldn't be more emphatic with who took the lead in that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens for week 11. And then we're going to wrap it up with your listener mail. Send it in to the Instagram or the Facebook Astro League podcast or even to our Twitter, Astro League Pod. If you're a bit more of an email person, do that too. Astro League Podcast at gmail.com. We will answer all of it. But without further ado, it's time for a hawk watch. Hot watch. Oh, no, I wasn't ready. I was sure we were going into the good one. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing the hot watch first. And do you know why? Because the next one sucks and I don't really want to do it. So. <laughs> I figured that it'll probably somehow end up on a different podcast or get forgotten in air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that time we deleted a whole podcast? Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, this is the one. Mate, um, I don't think, know that it's necessarily bad news for Hawk. Um... <laughs> Let's recap real quick what the segment's for, because uh, we only do this every three or four weeks. Um, do you want to have a quick run through what, why the segment exists in the fucking first place? Because it's uh, not an easy thing to comprehend. Yeah, mate. So I don't know why it exists. Fuck it off. Anyway, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, um, so at the start of the year, I was in a league um, for PPR, did a draft, and in the eighth round, I took Hawk. And then I ended up messaging you on the side yeah. and basically said, look, I feel like I just got amazing value. And you turned around and said, look, I don't actually, I don't see the value that you're thinking that you got. Um, you basically were saying that you could get basically anyone at the end of the draft with pretty much the same value as you know, I could have got Hawk there. Um, and I could have taken some other pieces in different positions and then got someone later. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, so I said basically I thought he was going to be around that sort of top five and so I thought the value would be there and especially in PPR, like full PPR because I feel like he was going to be the main focal point of the passing offense so he'd get a lot of targets and a lot of receptions yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we, before we just take a look at it each week to see if we could sort of get a gauge on whether whether either of us were right or like, it was never going to be an exact science to it. No. It was always just going to be a take, let's take a look at Hulk and see how he's going every you know couple of weeks or three weeks and see if he's kind of got the value back. This is essentially me trying to make sure you didn't water bet me because you know, this way <laughs> I can have my say and be wrong and I don't have to eat a litre of water. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's always fun. He's, um, I'm just having a look so like on, in that league he's tied in seven um, yeah. But he hasn't really sort of distanced himself. If anything, he's gone closer to what I always said, the tight end 12 was the sort of the range I was looking at. I think last time we talked, he was like 20 points in front of tight end 12, whereas now he's only, I think, 16. So he's actually going closer towards the tight end 12 position, which I even said back three weeks ago when he was 20 in front, I still thought it was slightly on your side. 
Um, I think it definitely is now. Um, obviously, there was a buy in between there, so that probably help, um, helped. And then also last week, he just decided to have a buy as well. He just decided <laughs> not even to turn up. Double buy. Uh, they threw a target at him apparently, but I think he was just on the sideline getting a massage. So, um, oh, was it secretly yeah. Jameis under center just throwing him into the crowd? <laughs> it must have. He, he had an awesome game. Uh, against Philly at 18.9 points, um, 11 targets, 10 receptions the week after we spoke about it last time, yeah. then went into the bye. And then I just don't know what the hell that was last week. That was that was really horrendous. So in terms of the last two games he's played, it actually hasn't been as bad as it felt from that goose because, you know, it's about 10 points a game, full PPR in both weeks. You'd probably take that. But yeah, it's nothing outstanding, which is really what I was looking for. Like really it's, Looking more your way where it's not really an outlier. He needs to be a lot better than what he is at the moment for it to sort of, you know, go my way. Yeah, and I mean, I think the way we describe this too is you're pretty sure you're getting something in the range of like a top four, maybe the top three tight end if things go well um, because we sort of thought two was probably fenced off. We probably thought Kelsey and maybe Waller were the top two. Waller Kittle. You know, yeah, and I think we still needed to see it from Kittle. But if Kittle was third, we'd still say, well, Hawk probably deserves to be the next best, right? We think he's probably better than Mark Andrews, right? And then he's clearly better than everything fucking else under it. But we needed him to hit that, I think, for you to say that you had value from that. But I think you've done a great job painting your case of being like, yeah, but, you know, so if you're contending you could have got any other guy who winds up at the top 12. Let's have a look at what top 12 means by talking about the 12th guy, which, you know, that's a really smart argument. <laughs> that's a really good way to bring me the fuck down because generally the 12th tight end is going to be, well, well, I'd say a warm body, but I mean, it probably isn't even that sometimes. It, it It's the only way you could really compare the two. But it's not, it's not for me. When I say it's 16 points in front, that's not me saying I think I'm winning this argument. I no. actually think that means I'm losing. Like, he needs to be a fair way in front because if he's a point and a half a week better than, the, the like you said, the warm body you could pick at the end of the draft and probably <laughs> just stream, um, you need it to sort of be a fair bit more to actually say you got value in the eighth because technically I didn't. I could have taken three flyers from that eighth, ninth, and tenth position and then gone someone else in the twelfth or something like that and got, you know, one and a half less points a game. So, you know, it, it, that isn't me actually saying I'm in front. It's just a general sort of look to see, you know, how much further in front he is from someone that you would have probably picked in that position later. Oh, yeah. And now for me, the way I looked at Hawk too is to go, okay, so he's fourth in targets. He's tied for second in touches. And in our scoring too, this is not the format you took him in, but in our scoring too, he's also tied in seven. So there's kind of a lot to like there. But then you get into things that look tricky. And it's like, well, since being shadowed by Ramsey in that week seven game by the Rams, he played the worst tight end defense in the universe and put up 10 from 11 receptions for 89. But then he had a bye. And then he had another zero. It's like, oh, wow. So if he hadn't played the worst tight end defense in the history of worst tight end defenses, then maybe maybe there's some sort of book out on Hawk. I don't know. Because he's 15th at tight end for red zone targets and red zone touches as well. So it's like, well, he's getting all these targets and touches, but he's not even getting them in the zone where the points are. He hasn't had a touchdown since week two. And he's sixth in yards, but 21st in touchdowns. Like, it's just... It's, he's just not getting the value end of the field. And I think 
it could easily correct itself and a few touchdowns changes everything. Um, so this is why I'm not kind of doing a victory lap on it yet either because, you know, as you say, like the difference between him and 12th, okay, so it's not a lot. But, gee, the difference between him and still being fourth is only a couple of games where Hawk plays like yeah. Hawk. So um, I'm also and not doing a victory lap. But um, I'd like to say I've got the lead too. <laughs> Definitely. And it's it, it doesn't take much for it to turn. And, you know, that game could have been because of the weather and what did golf have 90 yards or something passing. It was just absolute garbage. So, yeah, it's it was it was a really, really bad one. And hopefully he gets a few dome games where the weather doesn't matter. Maybe things are a little bit better. But, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, again, lean towards you. But it could change easily. So, yeah, I feel like we've done a pretty decent uh, job wrapping that. I think so, too. Are you ready to do some victory laps? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, mate. Please don't accuse me of being shady when I give Pete the nod to Stafford over Brady. Mahomes versus Tannehill will leave Adam feeling like he sat his ass on a burning grill. While Marky Mark starts McLaurin and Jalen Waddle, man, he's going to need them to score a full throttle. Kittle needs to stop being so shittle and take down Fant so he has less poo in his pants. The victory laps begin. I'm just going to shut up and let you step in here and take it all over. <laughs> I've got nothing to add. <laughs> Look, like oh, lucky I kept that marching band from last week. You sent me on ice um, because <laughs> I then rebroke the record for the biggest win in these starts of the week. But to be fair, it was more because of your ass of the week. Um, so, want to go into that, mate? <laughs> I'll like. I'll let you just dig your own grave. Do I? <laughs> I like how you asked if I want to. <laughs> I'm going to focus on the I gave me the option. I gave me the option. <laughs> do, I, do I want to? You know, it's not all fucking rain, right? Because <laughs> my running back scored just as much as your running back. So. Oh, no. Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, that was a majestic 5.9 points. Yeah. What? <laughs> Enormous. Compared Sadly, to your other two clowns, it was a, it was ridiculous. <laughs> when you combined my other two, they didn't even score zero, which I think is fucking phenomenal in a whole different way. <laughs> well, now I'm going against the curse this week. As any person that wins just licks sweaty nutsack the week after. Yeah. So let's see if I'm on my knees after this week. Okay. At quarterback. Careful. A quarterback. Return of the Mac. There it is. Return <gasps> of the Mac. Come on, here I go. It's Mac Jones at quarterback 19. Up against a defense that's very high on the arsehole spectrum in the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I do think Mac's efficient play does limit him a bit. But against this Falcons team, I just can't see a score below 20. So some of the garbage quarterbacks out there this week, I think he's the best in this matchup. Return of the Mac. There it is. Let's do it. Mate, my heart loves this because he was my alternate. Um, oh, there you go. And this was all I cited. Uh, when I pick my alternate, I don't go into a lot of analysis on it. I just say, why, very quickly. And my alternate is Mac Jones. And it says, the only thing it says next to it is, the genuine asshole defense, need I say more? <laughs> so, <laughs> the reason so the spectrum genuine. exists. <laughs> very true. Um, so you get my um, approval on that, which probably doesn't mean a whole lot given my week last week where my quarterback pick of the week went from minus 1.32. <laughs> so if this guy gets hit by a bus, I'm going to score more than I did last week. And this might be a little stretch because he's quarterback 15. So there's a great chance people are owning him and maybe people are starting him if they're in a Stafford situation. But give me this as a streamer's delight because... There's no Derrick Henry. 
So that equals more passing. There's no defense because it's Houston. So that means more completed passes. And you know what completed passes equal? Points. Ryan Tannehill, your witness. The Texans are bottom 10 versus quarterbacks. And you know that proud one and eight record that they've got? That's on the line this week after spending their bye week preparing to underwhelm all over again. Yeah, mate. Look, can't hate against it. I um, I did say in my matchup that my only worry is that I know they don't have Derrick Henry and they their run game isn't efficient or anything anymore, but I still have this feeling that it's going to be a lot of dimping and dunking and, you know, getting them, they'll, they'll get a lot of third down conversions and they'll probably drain the clock a lot for like 10 minutes and that worries me again about ceiling for Tannehill, but I also feel like that's a worry for Mac too. Like, I feel like we've gone two very decent options this week. I would be very shocked if either of I'm completely like going to ruin. This is going to be just hilarious when this gets played back and both of our quarterbacks get like two. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like we've gone very safe because I don't think either of them are going to air it out and just have an enormous game. But I think against the teams that they're playing, it's incredibly hard to see them not getting 20 odd. So I think we're both going to have a pretty decent starter quarterback this week, but I don't think either of us are getting like 35 or anything like that. Oh yeah. After last week, I've gone as safe as I could fucking get, mate. So. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's normally how it goes. You go shit house and you go safe the week after. Hey, mate, after my shit hot call about the Michael Pruitt shares in our chat last week about, no, no, mate, it's all right. Ryan Tannehill, he's got some Michael Pruitt and he's got some Anthony Fursk getting around. He'll be okay. And um, yeah, yeah. hash money. So on my running back, I actually want to ask a question on this first so I don't just get rinsed after it and get my player taken off me. No, fuck um, you. <laughs> like the caveats are back. The caveats are back. Oh, I need, I need a disclaimer. Fuck. It's not a disclaimer. Right? It's it's me checking. If anything, I'm doing the right thing here, to be fair. <laughs> you said um, the I'm rules. <laughs> I know I set the rules, but that's why I want to check with you because I also don't want to be considered as someone just taking someone high. So the person I'm taking is running back 27 on the year. So he definitely qualifies, but it's AJ Dillon. I and knew I think you were going to take AJ Dillon. I, I think it. it's a clear pick. It's just that, <laughs> is it against what we are trying to do here? Because of the situation that he's in now as the lead back or the fact that he's a backup skill-wise who's taking a role leaves enough of a question mark to still be relevant in this. Okay, so we have always said it's got to be outside of a certain bracket of ranking on the year. We've never said you can't take a guy who's ranked high for the week. So you're playing by the rules. Yeah, I I knew I was playing with the rules. I still think it's up for discussion, though. Like, is it really... Is it still because, like, you if you did this. your running back rankings this week, you'd have him in like close to the top five, probably. So, like, I guess in that way, no one's really thinking about not starting him no. um, because they're probably just thinking he takes the Aaron Jones role. But in saying that, a lot of times when a backup takes a role, like when you saw Damian Williams take over um, David Montgomery and stuff, you definitely weren't like you wouldn't be against me taking that. So, I guess it was yeah. just a question on whether yeah. it's still right to do or whether you should still be looking elsewhere in terms of where the rankings would be for this week. Well, I'm just kind of having a look down some of the guys we've taken in previous weeks as well. And, man, there's definitely been, you know, Stefan Diggs. Okay, so we talked about that one. And and I think that was kind of 
a, a weird anomaly that he was so low at the time. And we kind of went, okay, so let's just not take guys who were slam dunk starts week to week. AJ Dillon is not that. The reason you get AJ Dillon is because you own Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is owned in 100% of leagues. AJ Dillon has to be owned in 100% of leagues. You know what I mean? But you don't start AJ yeah. Dillon until now. So I don't know. I'm willing to allow it because I think this is part of the strategy of why someone owns AJ Dillon. You probably can't start him week in, week out, unless you're in a league as dumb shit ridiculous as ours. And then you have to. Brendan's been starting him every week because he's got no other options. But that isn't the case in 10-team leagues. And this is exactly why you have AJ Dillon. So he's your start of the week this week. I'll allow it. And I know I'm going to get cleaned up because he's going to put up a great score. And if I was in your shoes, do you know who I'd be taking? I'd be taking AJ fucking Dillon. (laughs) (laughs) It's You know what? I don't care. I'm scrapping it. I don't care. I still just, I don't know. Part of me just thinks it's not. Part of it, I completely outlined the reasons why, but at the same time, I still like to try and pick some guys that people are like making decisions with. So, you know, I know you allowed it, but I'm still going to go somewhere else. And it's probably because I just wanted to say this I'm kicking Askin with Gaskin. (laughs) (laughs) After all of that, (laughs) the Jets give up touchdowns to literally everyone, whether they're a running back, right receiver, tight end, loose end. Friggin' Matty C. I'm sure he'd probably be able to run through him. Um, could be the worst rushing defense I've ever seen. Even with Gaskin's terrible yards per carry, I think he gets at least one touchdown this week. Screw it. I'm going Gaskin. Fuck. How about that? You're asking for an ass blasting, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've had some good jokes with that one, so I thought stuff that I'm just going that one. It'll be long-lasted, mate. I've got heaps of them. I've, I've picked Gaskin in all sorts of situations, and it has generally bit me right on the end of the cock. So if it's, you want to take a sip from that cup, saying, mate. <laughs> I would feel a lot better winning with Gaskin there than I would AJ Dillon. Put it that way. That's really what I sort of came down to. I'd okay. feel a lot better if a Gaskin goes down and has a good game because I know it's definitely more of a reach. Can I tell you when I took Gaskin as my start of the week in week six, he scored 2.4 points. So <laughs> I really- <laughs> I've got that. I'm going to feel so, like so noble that I did the right thing and I'm, I'm going to be sitting there with a huge L on my forehead. It's going to be oh, awesome. You, <laughs> okay. So this is where I've got a problem then because you've done something really risky there. And I <laughs> well, you're just like- going to take AJ Dillon. <laughs> I was joking that he's my alternate. He isn't because there's no way you were g- going to let him go. So I didn't even research AJ Dillon. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. that's who he takes because it's crazy to not do that, right? And you, I you thought it was, right. a, it was a good conversation to have. And even though you <laughs> said right. yes, I kind of always thought I was going to go to Malton anyway. If you're not taking AJ Dillon, I'm not falling into that trap. I'm taking the moral high ground and I'm not taking AJ Dillon. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're doing the right thing. Go the boys. <laughs> Good community citizen, even if I'm a horrible <laughs> citizen. I've got a problem because I've got two guys who I am terrified <laughs> of the exact same amount, but I realise they're both oh. the right answer. So I'm going to go with the one who's got the injury risk. This guy might not even play, okay? I've got, I've got two things I just want to say quickly about him, and you're going to know who it is the second I say either of them. 27 carries now against Jacksonville. 
So it's a middling offense until this week when all of a sudden the fucking 49ers were the 2019 Super Bowl team all over again. Fuck, that was magic to watch. I loved watching their the offense run. That is exactly how I like watching football. And they're up against You're taking the missile. Which is guaranteed to throw up points because average teams playing each other give you average points. And, you know, he was finally healthy and fuck, he looked it. He only needed to hold off losers like Trenton Karanen, Jermichael Hasty. I mean, that's all they need to hold off to keep work. I mean, they get a sprinkle in Jeff Wilson Jr., but he does a different thing. And I mean, have you ever heard of Mostert or Sermon, these guys that we're talking about at the start of the year? Me either. Now, this guy, if he's fit and plays, he probably won't win you your week. But if he's playing, he's not going to embarrass you. And that's a start. So whether he plays or not now, I'm putting my chips on Elijah Mitchell. And this is me backing myself. He's my running back in the Astros 16-team league. And if he doesn't go, I don't have any other fucking options. I like him, mate. I, uh, again, I thought it was an awesome matchup and a great situation for him if he plays. I just felt like, you, like you're like you doing, if you take him knowing he's a massive risk, you've sort of got to wear it. So you've basically mate, I've got some wiggle room. Tannehill's going to ask on that, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I've got exactly. some wiggle room. And so, that 2.5 no, out of Gaskin, mate, I'm not scared of. I'm not scared of your 2.5. <laughs> He plays uh, with that broken finger, which they're saying he's definitely a chance to. Um, yeah. You know, it, it could be an awesome situation. I think Jeff Wilson will be more involved this week. This, you saw he came back from the um, pup and they just didn't use him, which I still thought, you know, I don't think that really matters. I think he's definitely going to be involved probably moving forward. Straight away, you saw him get 10 carries. To be fair, Mitchell had 27. So it is a very small share of that. Um, but then he's going to be probably the third down guy, so which again isn't going to be that relevant against Jacksonville. When they're down, it's definitely going to be more relevant. Um, but I think Jeff Wilson will take more of the percentage of the rush in attempts this week. Um, it might be more of like a, a 65-35 sort of situation. Um, but I still think Eli Mitchell is going to be a great play, especially against that Jacksonville team, and they're just going to run a lot. So, um, yeah, and he just looks great. I, I brought up, what, three weeks ago? <laughs> he just When he plays, he's awesome. He yeah. just has an awesome yards per carry. He looks great to the eye test. Um, and, yeah, people just don't really stop him very well. He just He's an absolute weapon. So why wouldn't you want to take a guy like that? I mean, he had a tough night out. Only you know, 27 carries, and he still didn't get to 100 yards. So that's not great. But, I mean, against the Rams, I mean, he's just running at Aaron Donald all night. My alternate was going to be CEH, who is – he's got a flaw because he's going to play. Um but fuck it. I'm going risky. Elijah Mitchell, it is. That's what I thought you said, what we would have said when you first said that this guy could be injured and not play. I thought you were going to spring up CEH, but yeah. <laughs> He's also on my fantasy team. So I've just gone Astros. Yeah. <laughs> this is the <laughs> Carabar Kings team. I'm going just, all in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I'm going to do a trade for Tanner Hill before we get to game day as well. You watch. I'm going to own every player on my starts of the week. <laughs> oh, brilliant. All right, mate. You know how much I love my stacks. <laughs> and because I love a stack. This, this guy finally just scored his first TD in the NFL. Funnily, the week after I brought it up on the pod, I'm taking Jacoby Myers of the Pats, a stack of Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. He's a th- he's a wide receiver, thirty four on the year. I have some reservations about how often the Pats will need to pass in this game, but I have a gut <laughs> feeling now that Myers has finally popped his cherry that the floodgates are all of a sudden going to go <laughs> are going to come in. 
And who better to do it against the official asshole defense in the Atlanta Falcons? I've, I've won every week that I've done a stack, even though the Jags one was more of a nut sack. But let's stack some wins, baby. Let's go. Get my gong guy in here. <laughs> so much energy. Fuck, I love this pick, Tay. I love this and I just, pick. I like that it's first game. I kind of like just getting it out of the way. Like, I know they're going to play for starters. Uh, I guess it'll be before the first game of the week. And I don't know. I just got a feel on the Pats are just going to destroy him. And, you know, hopefully Atlanta keeps up a little bit so it actually forces them to keep passing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'll just be playing any Pats that I could in that game. Just yeah. the Atlanta are terrible. Oh, man. And Sorry, did I hear you say that after Jacoby Myers had popped his cherry? Is that how you described it earlier? It was, mate. Yeah. yeah. He uh, popped his cherry first touchdown in his career after – was, I don't know the exact number. It was some absurd amount of receptions. It was the they they had. It was hard for them to ever do a stat because it wasn't like you know. I, I think it was like at the time, um, no one had more than like fifty receptions without a touchdown. But obviously, when you get the touchdown, you fall off the stat. So yeah. like it was sort of hard for them. But I think he he easily had the most receptions ever from a player before he got his first touchdown. There would have been probably wow. a fair few people that had a certain amount and just never scored. Never got one. Um, yeah. But he was de- he definitely set the record for the most um, receptions from his, from his debut before he got his touchdown. And the whole team just went absolutely abshit for him. So Because he gets so many targets too. and everything. It's just he amazing. got a bit of yak he, to get in there too. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he does. He actually does take a lot of his short yardage and turns it into something. So it was, it was really good for him. And I think everyone was pretty happy for him. So he's obviously liked. I'm happy for him. He had 50 touches this year. Not just in his career. He had 50 catches this year without getting in. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was 150 or something. It was some number. It was really high. That's a lot. Yeah. In his career. So (laughs) it's unbelievable. That is a drought breaking thing for Jacoby Myers to catch that touchdown and open his account. After 10 weeks of purgatory, um, my notes, because I had him as my first. He's not my alternate. He was my first. Oh, really? Um, wow, there you go. <laughs> I thought the same thing. If he's up against the genuine arsehole defense in the Protology Dome in Atlanta, then, um, yeah, you're good enough for me. And and because Mac was my alternate, I thought there was a good chance that I was going to go bold with a stack with Mac against the <laughs> team with a hole in the lower part of your back. <laughs> Your ass. <laughs> Brilliant. Love a stack, mate. You're trying to get on the stack party because you're seeing how good it is, even when you take the jacks. <laughs> so the good news is because I've taken Tannehill, I've still got a stack on. Yes. Oh, you, you, your buddy snookering me with your stack. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, done, I've done my anti-Taylor. He did this to me with the jacks oh, a few weeks ago. That no, means one t- unless, oh. unless we tie, unless we tie this week because all the ties that are going around. It's going to be the first week that someone does a stack and loses. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing here? Do you think I'm taking that, like, Westbrook Akina guy? Is that what you think I'm doing here? <laughs> God knows, mate. Who knows? You're just taking AJ Brown? Just the Rogers, throw- mate? <laughs> <laughs> just to throw it in my face. Is it Johnson from last week? Tell you what, if you can give me a list of Titans wide receivers not named AJ Brown... I'll, I'll try and find one. It's <laughs> the only one I know. It's like a Michael Pruitt. Um, I'm not, mate. I I had an alternate as Sterling Shepard because I think there's a great chance he runs this week. He has really gotten a lot of the Daniel Jones target share when he's on the field, and I've got a lot of trust in him. He and that uh, Kadarius Tony, they're just. 
I don't know what Kenny Golladay's done, but whenever he's there, he doesn't even get the work, except for that one week where he was the only guy. Um, so when Sterling Shepard's on the field, I trust him. And he's against Tampa, who are sort of now all of a sudden middling against passing. But it's not because they've all of a sudden got better personnel playing better. Just some of the games have been closer. So teams have had to, you know, mix up their offense against them a bit. So I'm taking Sterling Shepard as my alternate. Yeah, and again, it's a bit of a risk because he always goes in questionable. And you never yeah. 100% know who's going to play at a Giants receiving call. But I agree. He just gets hyper-targeted. Every time, time he's out there, he just he's definitely the top of the target list. So, you know, we've got no issue there. Um, they're going to be passing a lot against Tampa. Everyone does. Um, so, yeah, I can't see anything wrong with that. Fucking rocking. I'm so glad to have that out of the way because now that you leave the Series 3-2, it's my fucking turn to win. And I had a devil of a time finding alternates. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to call on too many. <laughs> I'm trying to pop the pop the cherry for the first back-to-back win. Yeah. It has been seesaw, hasn't it? Best... Sure has. No pressure on either of us to try and either keep that streak going or break it. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is it? We don't even win anything at the end of the year for this, do we? We maybe have to come up with something. Oh, uh, It'll be a punishment for the just... loser or the winner makes the loser do We'll something. do something. I'll, I'll wait take your emails on it at uh, Astro League Podcast at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a good. That's a good idea. What <laughs> crowdsourcing sucker? Don't, mate, sure, pastry, pastry press. Sure, Mandel's got something up his sleeve. Our super fan. Yeah, maybe we should leave it our to super the super fan. fan to decide. Oh, this yep. is great. <laughs> Mandel. Oh, by we'll the way, Mandel, and you can reveal. <laughs> Mandel wanted a retraction from me, so or just for me to to come out and say that he's actually not an Indian cricket fan. He's an Australian cricket fan, which yes. straight away backfired on me as Australia beat New Zealand in the T20 World Cup final. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, he just kind of had a laugh there because even though he is Indian, he lives in Australia and is an Australian fan. So, really, I copped it for that call. So, oh, well done, super fan. You got me. Yeah, he's got one more World Cup than you, though, mate. So, there you go. Taste it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Mate, no better time to get into the mailbag. Where's the mailman? Need some advice? You know that the question's going to be like, what colour is a football? Who has the mail? You got another one in there? You still got one more in the big old Philip Rivers sack? Thanks to your questions at Astro League Podcast. Do we we have a drop for that? And I've got two this week, um, which is great. Um, and, And they're both kind of... With questions, but I'm okay. super interested to get your answers to both of these because they're really about people with situations going on, you know? Yep. Yeah, they're the good ones. Oh, they are. I mean, and, and they're not even folks in our league just taunting you or I, which bring that back, by the way. I love when we get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always so hard to know who it is. <laughs> they're tough, like Maddie C. Rules <laughs> or, you know, Jackal Ain't Pitbull. <laughs> Be anyone, uh, <laughs> mate. This one is from at thumb lips down stick, which is an interesting okay. combination of stuff. At thumb lips really? down stick. <laughs> His question is: Should I be nervous or excited about my DJ Moore stock with Cam returning? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Look, excited being the word. No, um, <laughs> the other Look, one was it's... nervous. You get to choose. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say nervous. Uh, it's hard to say because you should already be nervous. Like, it's not a situation that was like, oh, he was playing really, really well up until the change to Cam. 
now you're getting nervous because you were already sort of wearing the bad weeks before it anyway. So you kind of were already sort of preparing for it. I don't think it's worse, though, than what he's been doing, say, the last three or four weeks, but it is worse than what he's done over the whole season because you have to t- yeah. take into account what he was doing early in the year as well. But what Darnold was starting to dish up in those last few weeks was just <laughs> deplorable. Like he, Even though Moore was getting a huge percentage of it, it was just horrendous. So, look, I, don't, I think the offense is going to start getting better. Um, whether that means more passing volume, though, I don't really believe so. Like, you know, CMC is going to get a lot of the dump-off work. Um, he's obviously going to, you know, get touchdowns as well. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of what you saw last year from DJ Moore, where he is definitely the most involved receiver, but his touchdown is just going to regress, like his rate. You saw him finally starting to get some touchdowns early in the year, and I thought that's absolutely fantastic because my main reason why I thought DJ Moore was going to be better this year was obviously I believed in Darnold. Um and I just thought his touchdowns had to go up. I think he only had two last year, which was just insane for how much work he actually did. I yeah. think you're going to see some games where he gets around that 100 yards, which is what you want. I just don't think the touchdowns are going to be there. So it really is up to you, like, what you are really, really needing. Like, do you prefer – are you a team that's solid and you can handle just a guy that probably has a ceiling of, like, 15 points now? Um, or do you really – are you behind and trying to get yourself into that sixth position um, and, and feel like you're going to be up against like the two seed and you're really going to need that X factor to try and beat them? Um, I'd be going out and getting someone else um, that has that higher ceiling. Um, I don't know, maybe like a Mike Williams or something like that. I would probably do that deal because at the moment he's going just as bad as DJ Moore, but I still think Williams has a higher ceiling than DJ Moore just because of the quarterback situation. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the way I'd look at it. Just It's not so much a nervous or a thinking it's a great situation with Cam coming in or not. It's just a huge temper your expectations on DJ Moore. He's not the guy you thought he was going to be at the start of the year anymore, but he's also not a guy you need to completely panic on either. The thing I think is still okay for DJ Moore in all of this, how many weeks do you think he has had less than seven targets? You know it's going to be a small number, but how small of a number? Just have a rough guess. Two? It's two less than that. He's never had less than seven targets. So the ball wow, still goes his way, you know. Um, the quality of what projectile is, you know, coming his yeah. way is definitely diminished and is essentially trying to catch like a bowl of spaghetti from, you know, a left-handed <laughs> midget at the moment pretty much. Like it's it's – it's tough in uh, in Carolina. There's nobody there who's got competence at quarterback at all. And, I mean, Cam is not the answer at all to me. That guy. Ah, oh, that guy. But also, PJ Walker. Oh, man, he really couldn't steer that offense either. Um, and Donald was having trouble with it before he didn't have arms. So, it's just there's no good answer there for DJ Moore. The only thing that is still there is at least the dickhead back there his job it is to hurl the ball is hurling it in his general vicinity more than anyone else. Um, I still hold a little bit of hope he can still do something. But 
just yeah. don't fire sale him for nothing. Like he's not a nothing player. He just, like I said, he just doesn't have the ceiling anymore. But he is the kind of guy that could get you the ten points that you need. Like he's he's still going to be the best receiver on that team. He's still going to get targets in the red zone. Whether, like you said, they're great targets, I don't know. He's going to get pilfered at the goal line by a lot of the rushing players as well. But that's just how it is. He's going to have some decent enough games in your wide receiver. I'd want him to be at least my wide receiver two now. Um, I was happy with him as wide receiver one at the start of the year, obviously. And that's that's taken a downtick. But don't just drop him for nothing. Like, he has definitely got value. He might just be the kind of guy you don't trade and you just hold on to at this point. All right. Okay. So, impromptu little game here. Given the NFL.com projections for this week for wide receiver... I'm going to read off a list of names, yep. and I just want you to tell me whether yes or no, heads up, you would trade DJ Moore for this player. Yep. Okay. Hollywood Brown. He was actually the guy I was thinking of initially before I said Mike Williams. Um, can, I just, can I just say caveat first? Again, it's very team dependent. Like I said, if you're, if you're going well, I would stick with DJ Moore. If you're in the middle... I would go Hollywood, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in a vacuum and just say I'm in the middle. I'm gonna say yes, I would go Hollywood. Okay, so let's say yeah, let's call it that way. Okay, so if you need a ceiling play because you're in the middle yep. and you need to be winning games now, then you're going for the ceiling player, right? So you can say yes, I yep, trade for the absolutely. ceiling guy, and then if you're the other way around, you go no, I trade, I, I wouldn't trade. I'll keep DJ Moore for his slot. You can you can throw that in when you decide. With yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, Hollywood Brown, yeah, okay. For a middling team, you trade him for Hollywood. Uh, Tyler Lockett. It's tough because I, I want to say, player, I'll, really. I'll say yeah. I'm going to say yes just because the upside's there if Rusk gets better. Yeah. Um, so the worry is obviously with what you saw from us. I'm going to throw that game out being against the Packers, um, you know, in shitty weather. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I kind of think same player as Hollywood Brown as well, you know, just yeah, yeah. Think that's cool. yeah 25 points or four points. Uh, oh, if you just if you hadn't seen what you saw from Russ last week, I would have like slammed you straight away. It was yeah, just a bit can. frustrating to see, and you just don't know if Russ all of a sudden worse and he actually gets <laughs> shut down. But um, at least Tyler yeah. Lockett's not getting ejected, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jalen Waddle. Well, I don't know if you could trade him for that. I don't know anybody. Nah, I don't do think that. so. I don't think McLaurin, so. Foreign, same deal. Jacoby Myers. Uh, no, I don't think so because yeah, Jacoby Myers again. I know I've said that I think the gates might open, but uh, again, he's not a ceiling play. He's, seen it, especially yeah. with Mac Jones there. He's more. He's probably similar to your DJ Moore. Uh, it's <laughs> it's, it's not just for one week. Typically, for this week, I think I would play Jacoby Myers over him. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of the season, um, I don't think I'd bother with that trade. Uh, what about Gallup, Michael Gallup? No, I'm not a. I'm not the biggest Gallup fan. I've got, <laughs> I've got him in a couple of leagues. Just sort of held on to him from the early injury. It frustrates me because everything's got to go right for Gallup. He's in a he's in a good offense, but an offense who just showed that they can be completely game scripted out of needing to pass. And yeah. if Zeke has a great game, he just runs all over teams, and then they get up so early they don't even need to pass. And then even on top of that, he's third in line. 
Um, some may even say that Schultz is probably even with him. So he's like a 3B um, on that team. Ahead of so Hang he, on. Basically, <laughs> he basically needs a game like he had in week one against Tampa where they threw for like 400 and something yards because the teams just kept scoring on each other um, to really be relevant. So it worries about yeah. me. Again, I think he's solid, but I, I wouldn't take he- – I'd stick with DJ Moore. <sighs> All right. I've got two more. Two more. Uh, Jamison Crowder. No, 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 and Sterling Shepard just because he's my start of the week. <laughs> no, I've just got too many questions about that whole New York uh, Giants like receiving call situation. Like mm, you said, okay. he is good when he plays, but he seems he's questionable all the time. Kadarius oh. Tony looks like he's getting closer to a breakout. What happens when all of them together are actually actually there for once? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just don't see he won't get his hyper target as much. Um, again, he's just. He's not a ceiling play, so. You get less offenses when you're a New York Giants receiver too with Fumble Jones <laughs> turning the ball yeah, over of all course. the time. Exactly. He doesn't even get to pass it. The balls are out. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So, thumbs, uh, sorry, thumb lips down stick. Um, you should be maybe toward the nervous end. <laughs> Definitely not at the excited end. Um, but, but good luck with your DJ Moore stock. Right, my second and last one this week is from at club underscore Bixby. That's kind of fun. Club Bixby. Okay. Um, is this the chance for Mike Davis? <laughs> oh. I'm still laughing about the dick on a plate with no sauce. <laughs> no on a plastic no plate. Sauce, plastic plate. <laughs> no such ceramic. a sad story. The oh, man. Went, the oh. sad he sounded. Well, as an update for the people, I and I could just hear you laughing through the messenger group, like without writing it, that I ended up with Mike Davis in a trade, and I implore people, it, I can, this is exactly how it went, right? I was happy to give up three players to get Henderson, and he basically said to me, he's, he has to drop people, is there any chance I want either Hubbard or Davis? And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take Davis, because you never know what could happen, and... Like, he's probably going to still be technically better, at least name-wise, than anyone I would have to then get from the waiver wire anyway. And then, look, now our situation has opened up for him. Um, I'm still not playing him because the problem is it's probably only going to be a one-week thing for Patterson anyway, and then you're not going to trust Davis anyway, especially against the Pats. So, no, I don't think it is. Wayne Gorman will probably like get sprinkled in and will probably have a better yards per carry than he will. Um, you imagine? I think Davis will be okay in like a full PPR. I reckon they will give him some passing work, um, but it's not going to be anything fantastic. And like for me, I've somehow weirdly ended up with three guys I could put into my running back two spot, and they're all sort of dependent on whether the first guy doesn't play. So I've got Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, Jeff Wilson. Uh, and Mike Davis, I would have Mike Davis at the bottom of that list. Like if all of the guys got the opportunity to be the one, I would have Mike Davis at the bottom of those three. So <laughs> I, there's pretty much no chance that it's going to be Mike Davis unless somehow the other two were in, in the yeah. second spot and he's the only one at one. So, Well, the second part of this question is, is this a moment where I can trade his sorry ass? But I sort of suffered an asthma attack before I got to that part of the question because of your reaction to the Mike Davis thing. Um, There's but I don't know. Can no we do a similar thing for uh, Club Bixby here and just have a look at who else is in that range in terms of predictions and um, just sort of see I'm, who in that range is worth talking about with Mike Davis? Uh, I'd, yeah, look package dealing with someone else. I don't think there's enough trade value for Mike Davis on his own. What I would maybe do 
is if you've got Mike Davis and someone else that's probably in the same range, find the guy that's got a good running back and no depth. Find a guy that's like got buys coming up or he's got two injuries to his team of his good starters and, you know, maybe throw him a deal for Mike Davis and Jeff Wilson or something to try and get Cordero Patterson or something. Like someone that he's struggling with because he's injured and then he needs some starters this week. That's something I've looked at um, is like pairing Mike Davis with someone else. Uh, to try and upgrade in that position because I just don't think you're going to get anything for Mike Davis on his own. Um, he's just, if anyone looks up his stats, like his last four or five games. <laughs> he's got stats? I didn't yeah, even know. Got, he, he reminds me, he's girly from last year. Like if he doesn't Whoa. fall over the end zone, he just, he scores like one and two points. So it's just absolutely feral. Um, even in good matchups, he's just been unplayable. Um, I... I'd maybe trade, like package trade him uh, in certain leagues to see if you can upgrade um, with someone else in there. So I, I don't think right. you're going to get any value out of Mike Davis himself uh, unless someone's incredibly desperate at running back. All right, a club Bixby. Is this a chance for Mike Davis? No. Is this no. a moment where I can trade his sorry ass? No. Well, no. Okay, maybe not quite no, but mostly no. Slightly no, mostly no. <laughs> <laughs> right I'm situation, sorry, maybe, but Bixby. I'd want someone else in there. Yeah, you you want someone to be the bread if Mike Davis is just going to be <laughs> with no yeah. bread. Is there a bread 100%. player out there we can couple with him? I'm okay with no sauce. Just we, need the, we need the one to white. Yeah, I mean, because they're a generous piece of bread, they are. Like, <laughs> I've got a crappy little Kmart toaster and I can't buy one to white because it doesn't fit. The Wonder yeah. White's too big. Yeah, Wonder White's crappy. probably too too expensive. It wouldn't it wouldn't be Baker's Delight bread either. It'd be no, just that all the way, man. Sunblast. Yeah, that cardboard looking fucking bread. It just tastes like ass. Yeah, three dollars from Coles, mate. Car- yeah, that's the one. That's Sunblast, mate. <laughs> Aren't there ones that are like eighty five cents loaves? Like oh, I reckon the I'm thinking more that. Yeah, yeah, they are just filth. <laughs> ones that are practically a Rivita. Yeah, well, I know yeah. that. <laughs> Better you better use as a frisbee than a fucking piece of bread. <laughs> they're a, they're a t- coaster, mate. Yeah, they're for putting your drink yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they actually used to have storage on them and used to put them in the front of your, your home PC back in the day. <laughs> they're about the same Jesus. texture. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It probably tastes better. Well, man used to call them a biscuit, uh, those three and a half inch <laughs> floppy disks. He used to call them a biscuit. Um, and yeah, I can. I can definitely see how some bread is like that. Mate, we got to the end of this show somehow, some way. Uh, week 11 is done. And this is the last one where teams are playing outside their division. So from next week, yeah. we're all back in division. And that's where it gets freaking fruit, eh? I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how this week washes up. Good luck out there, brother. Because you're going to need it. You're Thanks, playing mate. the ferocious kings. Fucking <laughs> look out, mate. I wasn't sure, if you, wasn't sure if you actually meant the good luck. But, um, no, it's good, mate. It was. It's good that we get to play each other this year, especially being on the podcast. So, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> it. It, it's always fun. I can't wait, can't wait for the week. And, yeah, it'll be good going back into the division uh, this year. I was 3-0 in division this year at the start and compared to last year being 0-3. So, it was a bit yeah. of a difference. And see if I can keep it going. Mate, you've definitely had feast and then famine. <laughs> you definitely have yeah. known both. <laughs> I have shy, mate. There's nothing in between with me. <laughs> <And> mate- <laughs> Not at all. 
I've got nothing to lose this week too because what happens if you win? Well, that's kind of expected. But what happens if I win? It's a true underdog story. So, mate, you know I'm going to be after you on social media this week. Yeah. And uh, you'll wish you run the Astros podcast uh, Twitter account. You'll be really wishing. (laughs) Cannot wait. (laughs) Well, have fun out there, mate. I'm not going to wish you good luck again. I've done that once and you you rebuked it. So, that's it. (laughs) Fair enough, mate. Enjoy the week. Hooroo. See you, mate. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.